Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Sines with you. Joining me today once again, my co-host, NFL Safety, J.J. Wilcox, as we get ready to begin the official start of the regular season. J.J., finally, we're able to get through the preseason, and now we're ready to rock and roll. This is for real now, and right now as we speak, NFL teams are getting those roster cuts in of course, teams need to get to 53 by tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. You're seeing a lot of young players, maybe some veterans getting cut. And then once those roster moves are official on Tuesday at 4 p.m., then that's when things get real. The preparations for week one begin. We're right there, JJ, on the cusp of getting things ready to go. But first things first, man, how are you doing on this Monday? Hey, man, I'm doing good. It's another Monday to get better, man. Another Monday above ground man so i ain't got no complaints i'm blessed fortunate got me a good workout in man and ready to get this podcast rolling just before we get into the main content of today's podcast a few headlines that happened over the weekend of course as expected the panthers named baker mayfield the starter for week one against the browns and then darnold went down with that high ankle sprain so he's going to be out for about four to six weeks but it was Mayfield's job all along, JJ, and so uh, Matt Rule made it official. Baker Mayfield plays his former team week one. You know the ratings are going to be pretty significant on that game. And then for the Seahawks, Geno Smith was named the week one starter on Friday night after that final preseason game in Dallas, and so Drew Locke just really wasn't able to cut it through some interceptions against Dallas, and so it looks like Carroll has decided to go with the more surefire thing in Geno Smith. He's a little bit more conservative. He knows he can take care of the ball, and then they'll rely heavily on that ground game. So any quick thoughts on those two quarterback battles? Um, I I, I like the Geno Smith. Uh, decision that Pete Carroll and then Seattle went with up there. Uh, seeing some things over the week, like I talked to you about two weeks ago. Um, I, you know, I, I was kind of disappointed with Geno Smith, but like I said, he still had a lot of room to grow and improve, and that's what he did. If you if you follow him from the Steelers game, 
um, and to the Chicago game and then also to the Dallas game. And he took a lot of steps in progression. He didn't turn the ball over and it gave a chance, an opportunity to get better as well. So I, I was very uh, pleased with that decision. I think Geno Smith earned it um, true and outright. Like I say, Drew Locke, he's still young. He's still got some things that he has to tap into, but his potential is still through the roof. Um, I think that'll still be a battle throughout the year, but I'm glad that they kind of got that out of the way so guys can focus in and home in on their skills and the plays and et cetera in that sense. And as far as uh, Baker Mayfield, I think he did a good job with the short lease he was handed. Um, I think he went down and won and did what he had to do. Uh, it's not like Baker is a bad uh, quarterback, but I think he just had to do some uphill battles. I think he's in a place now where he was comfortable. I think his teammates, he earned the trust of his teammates and his coaching staff. And um, I think overall, you know, it was a good decision for the Panthers and that offense for the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Baker Mayfield take the field. He looked sharp that last final preseason game. And then, of course, going up against his uh, old team. And so I think there's going to be all kinds of excitement and anticipation for that matchup. But, of course, the Steelers, they are in the middle of finalizing their quarterback battle. Everybody expects it to be Mitchell Trubisky, and he did start on Sunday yesterday and played for most of the first half. And I think they like what they've seen from Kenny Pickett, but it's Trubisky's job. Head coach Mike Tomlin is going to make it official this week. So we'll see when that finally comes down. But today I wanted to use this podcast, JJ, just because I know next Monday will be September 5th. That is the week one. And so we're going to have game picks and predictions and get into some of those matchups. But this is a perfect week to share our NFL award predictions for the 2022 season, such as Offensive Rookie of the Year, MVP, Defensive Rookie of the Year. And we can always come back to this podcast at the end of the season and say, well, did we get any of these picks correct? Were we completely off? And of course, in the NFL, things are changing on a week-to-week basis, day-to-day basis. Injuries happen, right? So all kinds of stuff are going to happen in the NFL this season. But I want to first talk about offensive rookie of the year and I know you and I have talked about a lot of impressive rookies over the last couple of weeks that have turned heads at training camp and in the preseason let's start here so JJ why don't you go ahead and give me your pick for offensive rookie of the year and then I'll follow you okay um it was a lot of good rookies that stood out man I I like the Drake London I know he hasn't had a chance to really showcase what he could after um, the injury up in Detroit but I definitely like the flashes I've been getting from him. I even like the pick uh, with Pickett up in Pittsburgh as well. I think they're going to utilize him, and he has a lot of ceilings, great size, great range, great route running. And um, you know they always hit um, great eight picks when they come to receivers. But I'm going to stick with my guy, man, Damian Pierce, the running back at Houston. I'm going to give him the offensive rookie of the year, man. I think he's going to do a good job down at um at Houston, he's doing a good job now. He's made a lot of great flashes. Even in the preseason game, I, I was looking for him to kind of um, have the rook, rookie's jitters is what I call it. You know, trying to adjust to the speed, adjust to uh, the flow of the game. Different, you know, playing against somebody else is not going against your teammates every day. But he, 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 hasn't, he hasn't shied down to the competition. And, and he showed, he's playing at a professional level. Um, he's playing at a level that rookies, most rookies, you don't really get a chance to see. You know, it takes a couple of games here and there, but he he's blending right in. He's getting a lot of high praises down there from his coaching staff. I think Lovey Smith, we know what system he comes with. He loves and believes in running the football. And um, with Mills at quarterback, I think that that can be uh, a relief offer him as well. So um, I think Damian Pierce, man, he's going to stand out. I think he's, like I say, they do have Mac there, but I think he's going to contribute early. And I think that's going to play a huge dividend deep down um, in the later the season in December. And I think that's where he can show coast 
um, where he can talk the ball 20 to 30 times like he did at Florida and, um, and, and take away and run away with that, uh, with the, with the war this year. I really like Damian Pierce too. And, and watching him run with power, with energy in the preseason. Yeah. I remember you, JJ, you were real early on Damian mm-hmm. Pierce from the beginning and the guy doesn't have barely any tread on his tires. Cause he shared carries at Florida. And so he's coming in with fresh legs and watching him run in the preseason was really exciting just because the guy was really just steamrolling over defenders. And Mm -hmm. actually, Lovey Smith met with reporters today. He refused to name Pierce the starting running back week one because Marlon Mack is still there. And so both of those guys have kind of been competing back and forth. But I do expect Pierce to have quite a heavy workload in his first season there in Houston. So that is a name to keep an eye on. So now I'll give you my offensive rookie of the year. This is a little outside the box pick as well not many people are really talking a lot about him but I think because of the offense he's surrounded with and the quarterback he has I see his role emerging as the season goes on and it's Chiefs wide receiver Sky Moore Uh, Sky Moore is a second round pick played at Western Michigan he's one of the many new faces that Mahomes is going to have to throw to this season following that Tyreek Hill trade to the Miami Dolphins but Sky Moore if you watch his college film JJ elusive dynamic with the ball in his hands you can get him involved in many ways I mean not just as a receiver but you can also give him touches out of the backfield he makes people miss and also is a factor on special teams as well and so Sky Moore I know has turned some heads at training camp he's also been involved in those jet motion touch passes he's been in jet sweeps and so with the type of ability and versatility that Sky Moore brings to the table I'm picking him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And, of course, when you got Mahomes there and you got Andy yeah. Reid and you got Eric Bieniemy calling the plays, I think there's a lot of potential for a guy like Sky Moore to break out. Yeah, and I agree. And like I said, man, you he's already getting a lot of great hot praises from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, man, nine times out of ten, he can make um, even the impossible things possible, man. And like I say, this guy here was nothing but a highlight reel even in college. So um, Scott Moore, even he's getting the praise now, man. And with the, with the, with the uh, Tyree Hill going, I think, you know, they still going to try to find some ways to kind of uh, find some new players to step up. And I think he's in a great situation to do that. And um, why not with a great system with Andy Reid and with Patrick Mahomes being your, being your quarterback. So yeah, I agree with you on that, on that one as well. Well, let's go to the defensive rookie of the year. I'll go first this time, JJ. And actually I'm going to stay in the Lone Star State just because this player I interviewed him in the pre-draft process. I've been a really big fan of his play on the field, and I really don't know how he slipped all the way to the second round. This is a guy that I thought should have been taken in the first, and it's Texan safety Jalen Petrie, who has been very active in the preseason and training camp. In fact, so much so that Lovey Smith named him one of the starting safeties like two and a half weeks into training camp, a guy that has been a ball hawk, He can also Mm -hmm. make plays in the box, you know, in the run game. He's all over the place. And so solidifying Mm -hmm. a starting role early into training camp, I think should tell you what the Texans think of this kid, Jalen Petrie, hard worker, second-round pick. And I think this guy will be a turnover machine for a Houston defense that is lacking that type of impact safety. And so Petrie Mm -hmm. comes into Houston. He's a day-one starter, and I can't wait to see this guy play. Yeah, man, Lovey Smith as well. I know I spoke on the offensive side of things, but he's a defensive side of mind guy. 
and um, he know how to utilize his safeties. Even back when his trails all the way back um, to Chicago Bears, when they had the great safeties there as well, too. So, um, yeah, he's in a great situation. And I, I've seen highlights of him. And um, he, like I say, I've seen flashes of him in this preseason, too. So he's not scared to stick his nose in there. And he's a ball hawk. And that's that's kind of what you look for in young safeties at this at this time um, in the season as well. So I agree with you on that. I'm going to stick in the secondary as well. Um, I'm gonna take it to the Big Apple, man. I'm gonna go Sauce Gardner, man. This guy all here, right. all right. He's he's did he's got all the intangibles of what they look for in that cover three scheme. I really had to think outside of the box. And when you think of the greats in that cover scheme, you think of Richard Sherman, you think tall, um, great cover guys. But this guy here, man, he's not scared to get in your face. He's been spectacular, if not great at camp. Um, his players, he's won his locker room over the veteran guys from Joiner, and I and I know. Uh, Robert Salais, he does a great job on utilizing his covers and his schemes and uh, with cover three to utilize what he can, man. And this guy here, he got all the tangibles. He's came. He, he's capable of playing man to man. We I seen that as well. And I seen this preseason, man. I just think this guy here is man is going to help this this Jets defense uh, become a wreck up there and um, in the Big Apple this year. Sauce Gardner. I love it. Yeah, he. He didn't allow a, a touchdown at Cincinnati. I mean, as a cornerback, the guy is locked down. There was no surprises when the Jets took him as early as they did. He has immense potential, and it was pretty interesting because Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, he refused to name Gardner as a starting corner all throughout training camp and preseason. Mm -hmm. But following their final preseason game on Sunday against the Giants, Sala told the reporters after the game, he's like, yeah, so Sauce Gardner has won that starting cornerback job. And so it was even more telling because Gardner, they asked him about it. They said, man, you were a high draft pick. How did you feel that Salah didn't name you a starter instantly? And he said, you know what? I respect it because they didn't just give me a starting job. They made me work right. for it. And so that kind of speaks volumes about his character, the way he handles himself both on and off the field. And so I can't wait to see what he brings to that gangrene defense. And so that certainly is a really good pick for defensive rookie mm -hmm. of the year. So, all right, offensive player of the year. This is for vets now. And we're talking about some players that we think are going to have a terrific season. And so, JJ, as we alternate through these things, I'll let you have first crack at Offensive Player of the Year. Okay. Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I, it was kind of hard uh, just for a sense because there's so many great players and great talents this year, but I think a lot of new faces and a lot of new programs going on, a lot of new head coaches going to different spots. And I think right now, familiarity is going to be the key to get over the hump and for a guy to be consistent. I think he has to have more than two to three years. And I don't want to give it to him, but I think, man, if Tom Brady can come in here and pull off what he's done uh, with the lack of the O-line that he has, with the new faces at receiver, um, Antonio Brown is going as well, Tabo's being the, uh, the head coach. I know it won't be a lot of changes, but you still have Brown left with there. Um, I didn't want to have to give it to the GOAT, but I think if he can pull off this year, man, and get that team close to even uh, Super Bowl again with the talent that's in the NFC, I think, you know, I, I think it would be um, unanimous to give Tom Brady the crown again to be the offensive uh, player of the year this year, especially with so much talent. Even when, you know, when you got the young gunners such as Josh Allen, uh, Hilbert out there and, and Chargers and, 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 and great other players as well. But I think you just have to give your hat off to somebody that's going to be going on the circumstances that he's done. Um, he's coming on, you know, what, 45, 46 years old, 23rd 23 NFL season. 
And like I say, his old line is not old, but everybody's mostly, you know, injured. So if he can go in there and pull off this and um, get that team back to where they usually are, man, I think um, Ananas believes that he would be the offensive player of the year this year. Well, you know, my first instinct, JJ, when I heard Tom Brady was to bring down some booze because, you know, right now he's the Cowboys opponent, man, week one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the Cowboys have yet to beat Tom Brady. So I'm like, man, I need Dallas to get that win on week one. But I can't argue with you there. You know, Tom Brady, 45 years old, the guy continues to play at a very high level and he will have a shot to win Offensive Player of the Year if he's able to get this team deep into the playoffs. But for me, I'm going to give it back to the king. Derrick Henry is my Ah. Offensive Player of the Year. I'm going right back to Derrick Henry. You know this. I'm a big Henry (laughs) fan. You know, the guy is just an incredible back. What he's able to do, punishing defenders in the process. 937 rush yards, nearly 300 more than the next closest running back. And that's because he was hurt with that foot injury and He means so much to that Titans offense. You know, Ryan Tannehill, I think he's a little bit more of that game manager type of guy. And so Derrick Henry, the offense Mm -hmm. runs through him. And so he's shown that he can carry the workload. He can punish defenses late in games. And I expect him to regain that Offensive Player of the Year award this season. Of course, as long as he's able to stay healthy, stay on the field, this Titans offensive line is still very strong. I expect Derrick Henry to be a massive factor for Tennessee, and that's why I'm going to go ahead and say he's the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, man, it's, it's kind of always hard to go against uh, Derrick Henry, man, and, and, that, and the monster that he is, man, when it comes to yards and and bruising the defense all four quarters and all 18 games, man. Um, with the system that he has and Mike Verbal, they believe in running the ball up there as well. Um, I think he'll take a lot of pressure off of Tannehill, and you just have to respect, you know, uh, 2K, man. Uh, Derrick Henry is that. So, yeah, that's a great pick, man. And like I say, he's going to have his hands full. Uh, I think this year, uh, with a lot of some, some of his supporting cast going different ways, but um, which, like I say, man, he's the king of it. He know how to get it done. This ain't his first rodeo. And, um, yeah, it was big exciting to see him get back and um, get that crown as well. Let's go to the Defensive Player of the Year, J.J. And I'm going to go ahead and start here because I have a sense that maybe you and I are on the same page here. Maybe not. We'll see. But mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year, I'm taking Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons. Uh, mm. because he's returning once again after a 13-sack season in 2021. He played multiple positions, defensive end, linebacker, you name it. He's going to enter this season with the same type of role. Dan Quinn's going to use him like that chess piece, and he's going to have an even more productive season because of the talent. You bring in Anthony Barr, who can also do similar things. You have Tank Lawrence. You bring in Sam Williams to the draft, a very talented edge rusher, and so They're not going to lack depth at linebackers. So that's going to open up Micah Parsons to be even more utilized in different roles. And so Micah Parsons, man, he's a special talent. I think everybody realizes that at this point. And so for me, this is a no-brainer. I think Parsons is going to put together another monster year in Dallas. And again, retaining Dan Quinn was massive, not just for the Cowboys' defense, but for the development of Micah Parsons. 
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And so this guy right here showing yet again all throughout training camp, I mean, just a constant force, even in joint practices against Denver and the Chargers, just constantly winning his one-on-one -on -one battles on the edge against the top tackles in the game, running sideline to sideline, a freak athlete. Micah Parsons is my pick for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, that's a great pick, man. It was, you know, he showed a lot of great flashes as a rookie, man. That's part of what he did is probably unheard of, um, unless you name him up there with the top with some of the greats. So, um, like Lawrence Taylor's and those guys, that sense too, so too, man. But Michael Parson is a, is a special specimen. Uh, I, I expect nothing but more, and he's going to only get better with the team that's around him. They got, a, like I said, a great cast around him as well. He got the same defensive coordinator, defensive mind, got to know how to utilize linebackers and you know, utilize his schemes to make players play to their best of their abilities and play to their strengths. So, yeah, man, Michael Parson is a beast. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see him get out there this year as well. Well, this this pick, man, I'm going to go with um, Joseph Anthony Boza. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Joey Boza, man. I'm going with him this year. Um, he had 11 sacks last year. Didn't kind of have the best season, but other, outside of that, he got Khalil Mackett as his partner, and I think that's going to open up a lot of doors for him. Um, what, they don't have to double-team him anymore. They're going to have to figure out which one they're going to let loose. Either way you go, man, I think Joey Boza, he was a rookie in, uh, defensive player of the year in 2016 when he came in. He did an enormous job then, and I think he's got had that same chip on his shoulder with a great team like him. They're going to get a lot of showcase. He had a lot of great flashes I heard in camp, even when they did against the Dallas Cowboys and um, Rams and such. So I'm going to enjoy Boza, man. This guy here is due for a big season. He's one of the best pass rushers, um, if not one of the top five, the top six pass rushers in the league. The stat speaks for itself. He knows how to get to the quarterback. I know he battled some injuries a year or two ago. I think he's fresh. I think he's they got a lot of great cast around him. Um, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, whenever he does get back healthy. Um, like I say, Khalil Mack on the other side as well. And they, they always have good Great linebackers, and man, I think this is going to free up him. He got a chance to be himself, be free, roam around, and get to get 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 back to the quarterback like he's known for and what he's been doing all of his career. That's a solid pick, and a player that I think a lot of people don't necessarily talk about just because Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt. I mean, they get all mm -hmm. the shine, but yeah, Bosa is is a monster, and I think having Mac there, as you just talked about, certainly going to free him up to do some more damage. Just hopefully he can stay healthy, because I know some of those injuries and concussions have kind of hindered him in previous seasons, but absolutely, Joey Bosa is a contender for Defensive Player of the Year. Now let's go to one of the more interesting 
categories that has to deal with players that are coming off of big time injuries and are trying to put together a comeback season and it's comeback player of the year and I think this is one that holds a lot of significance around the league because this is a tough one where you have a lot of players that are trying to regain that form after a big injury that sidelined them for many months and so this is one that I think has a lot of options right and so for me I'll go ahead and give you my guy. I'm going to give it to Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins from Baltimore. He suffered an ACL tear in preseason, missed all of the 2021 season. But in 2020, he was very productive in his rookie year for the Baltimore Ravens. This is a Ravens offense with Greg Roman. We all know it. They love to run the ball. Lamar Jackson's there, and so they try to threat defenses with that run game. And so J.K. Dobbins looks good so far. He's on track to be ready for week one. He's a versatile back as well. He can catch out of the backfield. I expect big things from J.K. Dobbins and this Baltimore offense that is aligned with the run-first mentality. And J.K. Dobbins is a guy that also does bring the boom as well, physical back. And so I look for J.K. Dobbins to have a comeback year. And so for those reasons, he's my pick in this category. Yeah, man, J.K. Dobbins, man. Like I say, he was big for a big year before he got hurt last year. And the only thing he's doing is keep getting better. Um, I think he's getting better with vision. I think he's getting better with understanding schemes and running in between the tackles. And John Harbaugh, they do a good job of they'll run first team. You know that once you face them, if there's Lamar Jackson or J.K. Dobbins or um, they got um, a lot of other good players as well. But I think that chemistry that they're going to have, I think it's going to give him time to fill himself out and he has a time to shine. And like I say, their team that's always in the playoff or in the fourth run of the playoff, and that gives backs like him time to get their second win and get a chance to come in midseason form and postseason form towards the right time in December. Player comeback of the year, man. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to be pretty um, hard as well. Like I say, JK, J, JK was one of mine as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with Michael Gallup, man. I hope uh, I have a lot of high hopes for him. Um, he's a big key plan in the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott is going to have to rely on him outside of Zeke, uh, Tony Pollard, uh, Dallas, the, the tight end as well, and other C.D. Lamb as well. But I think once Michael Gallup, you know, I think to give him the first four to five games to kind of get a feel for him. It, it, I, I've been in the same situation with him before. I had the same injury as well. And like I say, it's, it's, it's close to 80 to 90 percent of mental. But I think this guy here is due for a big season. Um, I think Dallas, when they, they made a great decision and signing him back, he does a lot of great things. He, he's not the type that maybe not blew off the top, but he, does, he runs good, consistent routes. And I think with a quarterback that's paced like Dak, that's on time, that's on uh, dropbacks and, and understanding that, hey, uh, he might not be uh, the fastest or the strongest or this is that, but I know exactly where he's going to be. I can put it on the money for him and utilize his screw, his uh, strength, which is route running um, and um, making the contested catches. So I'm excited for Michael Gallup, and I, and I know he's going to do for a big season this year. Gallup is working his way back, and there's a lot of positivity on his recovery from that torn ACL. And now it doesn't look like he'll be ready week one, but he'll be Uh ready shortly after that in week two or week three. And so he will be a factor in that pass game alongside CeeDee Lamb. And so hopefully Michael Gallup can get back to full health. And we know he's a type of receiver that can win those 50-50 balls on the outside. He's developed good chemistry with Dak. And so 
Big things are in store for him. And now that segues us, JJ. We have a couple more categories on this podcast. Mm -hmm. But Coach of the Year, which is one that is always fun to predict which coach is going to have that breakthrough year, is going to get his team to obtain the ultimate success. And so on that note, JJ, let's go ahead and give it to you first. I'm going to let you tee off on this one. Who do you have as your Coach of the Year in 2022? I think my Coach of the Year, I'm going to go to – uh, the uh, the yellow towel was man up in Pittsburgh. I'm gonna go Mike Tumlin. I think he's he got his hands for this year. I think this would be a good big quest, big test for him. He's had 15 seasons of being over 500. Uh, a lot of the analysts and a lot of the TV panels are saying that he, he he's not he's going up. He's not going to reach that that heights. But I, I I beg different man. I played in that system. I know Mike Tumlin. I think he's going to surprise a lot of teams. I told you there was one of my dark horse teams, the candidates, to go into the playoff this year and sneak away with some things. And like I say, he got a good offense, man. He got a lot of high players, uh, high, a lot of high caliber players up there on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is always good. He's got one, one of the premier, uh, one of the best pass rushers in the game, T.J. Watt. His secondary has been playing together for a long time as well. And I think Mike Tumblr, man, I think he's due for a coach of the year. Um, it's been a while, but I think, you know, with everybody going to have a lot of question marks with Big Ben being gone. I think the Mitch, uh, the Mitch uh, Trubisky uh, competition as well with the, uh, the Pittsburgh quarterback there as well. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's Mike Tumblr time in the year, and I think he loves nothing more than a challenge. Uh, we all know what this Pittsburgh team can do year in and year out, and I think he's going to prove it, and I think he's going to show it, and I think he's going to make the playoff as well. I'm predicting it. I think there's going to be a dark horse contender for the playoffs this year, and, uh, and, and my coach of the year for 2022 is Mike Tomlin. There's a lot of love and support around the league for Mike Tomlin, and it's easy to see why, the way he's able to relate to his players. And it seems like everybody who has played for Mike Tomlin or currently plays for him, they have nothing but good to say about his ability to lead a team. And I'm right there with you. I expect Pittsburgh to be very competitive. Of course, their quarterback situation has some uncertainty. We'll see what Mitchell Trubisky can do and and Kenny Pickett waiting in the wings. But that defense in Pittsburgh will be pretty darn good. And Mike Tomlin always finds a way to get his team in the postseason. So I really do admire and respect Mike Tomlin. And I can see why you would want to go there for coach of the year. I'm actually going to go with a coach here that may not even be in the picture in the minds of a lot of people when this Coach of the Year topic comes up. I'm going to say, give me indie head coach Frank Reich. You know, I really do like Frank Reich. He's a man of faith. I watched that all or nothing that they Mm -hmm. did on the Colts and seen the way he leads the locker room. And based on faith, a guy that has the utmost respect and trust in his players. And I know he's been scrutinized because, of course, The Carson Wentz experiment didn't necessarily work out, and a lot of people said, well, you know, Frank really pushed hard to get Carson Wentz in the doors in Indy. Things didn't necessarily work out. I know his in-game management has been under fire in recent seasons from the Indianapolis fan base, but this is the year, JJ, that Frank Reich can get this Colts team to the next level, and it's not really all about him, I think they finally have the right pieces in place in Indianapolis. You have Matt Ryan. You played on the same team as him in Atlanta. He's a veteran. Mm -hmm. He knows how to win in the clutch. And I think that's what India has been lacking, a quarterback that has that instinct in him to win those games that are down to the wire. And so Matt Ryan, he's there now. Defensively, you go and get yourself a Super Bowl caliber corner in Stephon Gilmore. 
I yeah. think that's going to elevate that defense even more to go with Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore. Mm-hmm. And so they're a win-now team. And Frank Reich yeah. has an ability to get the most out of his team. And now with that talent, I think this is the year the Colts make a deep playoff run in the AFC, mm-hmm. which is very competitive this year. Right, right. Give me Frank Reich. I think he gets that award this season. Yeah, when you when you mentioned Frank Wright, um, I, I immediately uh, just started shaking my head, man, because this guy here is is one of a one of a special kind. I had a chance to play with them for a small stint um, up in India in 2019 with Luck and all those guys as well. And man, this guy here, um, he's actually played it. Don't, let's not forget he's a Super Bowl caliber coach as well um, over there uh, when 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 Doug Peterson and those guys in Philly won it over there. So he he knows the pedigree. He was a quarterback that that actually played in the game and understand is like you say, he's big on faith. He's big on trusting. He's big on being accountable. And, 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 and he lets guys be themselves, Andy. And I think, you know, with a quarter, with a, a MVP um, type of talent, that quarterback there, um, also MVP type uh, running back and, and Jonathan Taylor and, and, and a lot of the other key pieces that they have in the defense as well. Uh, Frank Wright, he, Frank Wright, right, is the guy that fixed that mold for, uh, for the MVP type of coach. The moment everybody's been waiting for on the show, the MVP Most Valuable Player. It's been the Aaron Rodgers Award the last several years. I do think it's going to change hands this season. Yeah, I have a guy that I'm pretty excited about to watch and how he bounces back from last season. But before I get there, JJ, I'm going to give you the honors. And I'm going to let you share who your pick for the MVP is for the 2022 season. Oh man, um, this this segment and this and this topic can go anywhere, man. So like I say, this is just an opinion. It's a lot of great players out there. It's a lot of great talent. Uh, the season hasn't even got here yet, but uh, just off of what I'm seeing and the respect that I got, he was in the top. He was selected in the top 10 in the top 100. I'm going Devontae Adams. I think he's due for a great year. I think he's going to do great things going over here. Um, to um, the Raiders with the quarterback that he's familiar with, that he's played relationship with, he played college ball with, and we're not other to do it and do it out in Vegas. And I think he's he's proven the year in and year out what kind of talent he is. We know he's the number one receiver. He still get defensive challenges. He still find ways to get over a thousand yards. He still find a way to compete and still become one of the top receivers. And um and I think he's just due for it. He's just a great guy. He's a guy that understands how to run routes, set guys up, make the contested catches, you know how to get vertical as well. And he, and then he's in a great system with Josh McDaniels and the Raiders, and they've been to do some great things this camp too. So I think Devontae Adams, man, is gonna be my MVP this year. I won't go against you there because Devontae Adams is a phenomenal player, and I believe he's in for a massive season reuniting with his former teammate Derek Carr. And so I could totally see you making a case for Devontae Adams I just I don't even remember the last time the MVP award was given to a non-quarterback player because it seems like all the quarterbacks you know they'll take the MVP award and Devontae Adams can certainly be in in the conversation for MVP but it would just take a monster season to do so and which he's capable of but I like the the outside the box pick there for Devontae Adams I'm going to stay at the quarterback position just because I think that's more than likely it'll be a quarterback who wins the MVP. I'm going to go to Cincy and Joe Burrow. Uh. I think Burrow 
bounces back after that Super Bowl loss. He's going to have his same weapons ready to go another season. All of them have that cohesion. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. They made some upgrades to that O-line. They brought in Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras at center. So they're trying to make an emphasis to keep Joe Burrow standing upright in the yeah. pocket. Still got Joe Mixon in the backfield. So this offense, I don't think, is going to skip a beat when it comes to being productive, one of the top offenses in the NFL. Joe Burrow, I think we all have seen it thus far. He's a special type of talent. Something about him in big games, and big moments, and crutch time, he's able to rise to the occasion, and he makes the plays when he needs to. And Joe Burrow has a tight relationship with Zach Taylor, his, his head coach. And so I think that's going to pay dividends as well. A lot of yeah. talk goes to Josh Allen being the favorite for the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. But I'm going to say Joe Burrow. I think he comes through in a big way for Cincinnati this season. And he reminds people that this team is still a Super Bowl caliber team despite the result last season. Yeah, man, the jungle up the sense, man, is it's definitely going to be rocking up there. And, and why not? We'll do it with Joe Burrow. Like I say, he'll be coming to two. Um, a system that he's already familiar with. The guys has got the talent. He got all the intangibles. He never seems to get rattled. He's one of the youngest quarterbacks that I've seen at the the play at the high caliber um uh, way that he does it never gets rattled, man. You know, most quarterbacks sometimes get frustrated or show their emotions here and there, but this guy here has come through it all. He's proven he can do it. Uh, he's came back off of the injury and came out there and did never take that team straight to the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I, I can definitely see that, man. And uh, Joe Burrow, I'm excited to see him play this year as well. Well, J.J. goes Devontae Adams for MVP. I go with Joe Burrow. But, J.J., next Monday show, September 5th, that's the official week one of the regular season. Sure. And everybody who listens into the show can expect our game picks and our analysis of key matchups that could determine outcomes. And so I'm fired up already for uh, next Monday. But this was kind of an appetizer to get us there. But JJ, I look forward to a fun NFL season, breaking down these matchups, hearing your insight about what needs to happen for these teams to find success. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, you know it, man. I, it's a blessing and an honor. You know, I can sit here and go on the days, man, but I truly appreciate you. And like I say, man, football is around the corner, man. We get to see some real football, some really good teams, and some really good players get after it this year, coaches as well. And uh, I'm excited, man, and looking forward to those and, um, and continue to do, uh, do great things with you, man. Well, let's get it done next week. Can't come soon enough. Already eagerly anticipating it. But, J.J., have a great rest of your Monday afternoon, brother. Take care. God bless. And we'll catch up next Monday. I'll meet you, man. Blessings. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.